Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mr. O'Toole, good to have you on the program. When you hear the... uh when you hear the environment minister, what is your immediate response and what uh, do you want to share with us about the decision by the Supreme Court on Thursday concerning the uh, carbon tax and the requirement by the provinces to accede to the demands of the federal government? Well, it's good to be with you, Roy. Uh, my first thought is the minister should actually read the decision. <laughs> what the decision said is Climate change is critical at both the provincial and federal level. There's a dual aspect to this issue, but it said the federal government will be paramount. And part of the reason it said the federal government needs to have this paramount position in the national interest is because there's carbon leakage between provinces. If one province isn't doing what they can um, and another is, that, that you know, there'll be leakage of those emissions. Well, that same leakage, Roy, exists between Canada and the U.S. The U.S. doesn't have a carbon tax. And leakage means jobs and investment. And we've already seen jobs and investment leaving Canada for the United States. And so we have to have a smarter plan than just a tax on everyone and everything. We have to have a dedicated plan to work with provinces and large emitters to get our emissions down. So that's what the Conservatives will do. I the court said the government can impose a carbon tax, but should they is a different question. So we will not have Mr. Trudeau's uh, all-encompassing carbon tax on the poor and on small businesses trying to get to make a go of it. We will get emissions down, but we will also focus on economic competitiveness. Okay, I'm going to come back to that in just a moment. Uh, let me get your thoughts on and your response to China issuing sanctions against your foreign affairs critic, Michael Chong and uh, saying that Mr. Chong is not welcome in China or any of its territories, claimed or otherwise, and that no one who has any dealings with the Chinese government may have any dealings with Mr. Chong. Well, listen, I'm very proud of Michael Chong's principled work as a member of parliament. He's an intelligent, thoughtful voice, and we're using he's using his freedom as a Canadian to highlight the Communist Party's genocide against millions of people within their own country. That's us showing that our values are important to us. Um, you know, many Canadians, after the two Michaels have been in prison for several years, Roy, many Canadians would choose not to go to China anyway because of the, the risks that, uh, that are on, on people in a, in a totalitarian state like that. So I, I'm glad that, that we have shown a principled position, and I was proud that MPs uh, on human rights committees of all parties um, we're, we're highlighted for us speaking out. And I, I think Canada needs to speak out when we have in the past on apartheid, we can actually push world and global attention in the right direction. And so Michael's been doing a great job, Kenny Chu. Many of our MPs have been strong, principled supporters. Would you, Mr. O'Toole, respond to the Chinese government, excluding whatever Mr. Trudeau may or may not do? He's done very little. But would you respond with your party, with your caucus, and reply in kind to the Chinese government and let them know that if you became the Prime Minister of Canada, you would not play ball with them in this manner? Well, I've said for some time, Roy, and I, I think maybe even with you in the past, that we should be considering Magnitsky sanctions against Chinese officials for their treatment of the two Michaels, Mr. Covert and Mr. Spaver, who were taken as basically diplomatic hostages for the Communist Party to make a point. We should also use sanctions 
uh, for the Uyghur genocide in Xinjiang, and we should press our allies to take the same approach. So I'm actually, uh, I'm actually really happy to see the U.S. administration, Australia, many other countries showing leadership here. I think Trudeau has not been showing leadership. We're, we're not aligned with our country. I understand that, Mr. O'Toole. Sorry, sorry to interrupt here, but would you, do you have an option now? Yeah, we have an opportunity to instruct your caucus to reply in kind or respond in kind to, to China. Because China is now taking on, has sanctioned one of your MPs, you have the opportunity to act independently of the federal government and, and instruct your caucus to act similarly toward Chinese interests. Well, we have been, Roy. In fact, in the fall, we voted and Parliament voted to ban Huawei from the 5G infrastructure. It was our motion that, uh, that recognized the Uyghur genocide. We have raised cases of Chinese uh, communist espionage within Canada and pressure that they're putting on institutions and, and Canadian citizens, we will continue to do what we have done for many months, which is call out the bad actions from the communist uh, regime in Beijing. This is why they, they sanctioned Mr. Chong as the most senior Canadian parliamentarian, because the Conservatives have been showing the leadership in the absence of leadership from Mr. Trudeau. Okay, so what I was getting at, and I don't want to stick on this point because there are other things to talk to you about, but what I was getting at is that you could say to your caucus individually, you will have no dealings at all with China at the same level that they banned our caucus colleague from, uh, from, from dealing with them. But let me move on to this. Doug Ford took the gloves off challenging the federal government on vaccine rollout and vaccine supply, saying the situation is a joke. Mr. O'Toole, what, is it to, what does it say to you and what do you say to Justin Trudeau about the vaccine rollout? Because you know Mr. Trudeau's insisting all will be fine by the end of summer. What do you think is going to happen? Uh, all is not fine when Canada is in 50th or 60th place in the deployment of vaccines. That's, that's a failure of leadership at the federal level. And Mr. Premier Ford and other premiers have to deal with the federal failure. And they're doing their best but they have little supply. So we've been calling since the fall, Roy, for clarity and honesty with Canadians on where we stand. Mr. Trudeau keeps hoping that he can beg, borrow, and steal vaccines. What, what, what it means is we're going to have a slower reopening of our economy, a slower economic regrowth, because we're going to be m- months behind countries like the United States that has already vaccinated four times our population. It's, it's unacceptable. It's, an, it's a sign that we need a new, professional, serious government. Okay, let me stay on that theme for a moment. You want Mr. Trudeau to inform Canadians about his plan to reopen Canada, and you want that done within 20 days. You have a plan, the Canada Re- Recovery Plan. So address the first point, please, what you want Mr. Trudeau to do, what you expect from the Prime Minister, and then if you were in his chair, if you have the opportunity to sit in that Prime Minister's office after the next election, could happen any time, what's your Canada Recovery Plan consist of mostly? Well, we want a plan to reopen safely using data. Mainly, once vaccines are deployed to all the vulnerable seniors and other groups in the country, how can we use rapid tests and that vaccination plan to start reopening businesses, getting the economy back on track? We have to deal with the variants, no question, but we do that with the tools of rapid tests and vaccines. So we've been pushing, because Canadians are tired of the lockdowns, they're tired and they need to know that there's a plan to get back to open. Our our recovery plan has five points, a million jobs in a year, an accountability act to stop the liberal, you know, insider dealing and corruption, a national plan for for mental health, because 
that's one of the major crises of this pandemic is mental health. A plan to have vaccines and, and to be more prepared at home, secure our country for future crises. And the fifth pillar is a plan to get back to balance over the next decade. We can't spend like the Trudeau government has been forever. We need a plan to get expenditures down as people get to work. So our Canada Recovery Plan is an exciting way we can plan to lead the world in the economic recovery from COVID rather than being behind the developed world as we have been on vaccines. April 19th, federal budget, first one in over two years. What does Canada absolutely require and what do you not want to see at all in the budget? And you think you might. We need a plan to get people back to work. We have the highest unemployment of the G7, despite having spent more. So I want to see a focus, a relentless focus, as I say, on jobs in all sectors and all parts of the country. What I don't want to see is more of this ideological Justin Trudeau when he says he wants to reimagine the economy. Any of those sort of lines build back better. That means they're going to choose whose jobs are better, whose jobs have value in the in the minds of, of his liberal insiders. We need to have value any work that gets people back in the economy, that helps families recover from COVID, that builds back communities. We need to support an economic recovery that includes everyone. And that's going to be the big difference between an ideological reimagining liberal plan and a conservative plan that will get everyone back in all sectors and all regions. Okay, there were the Conference Board of Canada told us that in January there was a significant job uh, recovery, and I spoke with the chief economist of the Conference Board at the time. But, uh, but, but you have specific plans in place to drive the economy forward, and uh, this is something we're going to talk about another time. I only have a few minutes with you here. Let me get at this other issue that I want to talk to you about. You're a veteran of the CAF. The investigation into sexual misconduct in the Canadian Armed Forces, Mr. O'Toole, I put to you, I think has devolved into a not-my-fault-his-fault embarrassment in Parliament. Do you agree with that? And as a former member of the um, of the military and a former Veterans Affairs Minister who got some very high praise from uh, veterans organizations I spoke with about you, do you think women in the military are assured at all that this issue is being responsibly dealt with? Um, No, they have no assurance because Mr. Trudeau has not accepted responsibility. For three years, his office, his advisors, and I believe himself, they were aware of serious allegations against the last chief of defense staff, General Vance. Not only did they not do anything following the ombudsman raising it, they gave him an extension of his contract and a raise, Roy. Um, We need a full-blown independent inquiry. We need a freeze on all promotions for general officers and salary increases to show that we take this seriously. In fact, in recent days, we've learned Minister Sajan misled Canadians again on whether he was involved in giving General Vance a raise. This is a government that actually resorts to misleading Canadians rather than showing they're going to hold people to account for their conduct. Okay. Uh, One more quick question. If you were prime minister today, would we be in better shape as far as the vaccines are concerned than we are now? If you've been prime minister for the last two years, would we be in better shape? Would people not be waiting four months for their second vaccinations? Yes. In fact, last spring, Roy, I said Canada need to be self-sufficient on everything from masks and PPE and ventilators to vaccines. We needed to secure the ability to make a vaccine here at home so that we weren't left to the vagaries of global supply. We saw how 
masks couldn't be obtained because planes weren't taking off to their intended destination from from overseas. We needed that capacity here. And as I said in my speech to my convention, a century ago this year, we supplied insulin and discovered it for the world. Today, we have to rely on other people for our vaccines. That's unacceptable. We need to lead again. And this is where having a prime minister who has done that in the military, done that in the private sector, we need a hands-on leader, not a photo-op-driven leader. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 